Do they have any other songs at this nightclub? I'm Sam. These boots are made for dancing. That's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots will dance like I stepped in dog poo. I'm Justin. So a lot of people were having seizures during this movie. I'm Jackie, and this is... Girl in Gold Boots. <laughs> On Sneaker Madness. I am a robot person. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rides, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers. Uh, we've got a gem of an MST3K job here from 1968, Girl in Gold Boots, currently streaming without MST3K on Tubi TV, but we'll have a debate on that, whether you should, because it's also got MST3K on Prime right now. So we'll, we'll, that will be probably our main question at the end. But uh, starring nobody I've ever heard of or directed by anybody I've ever heard of. Uh, so hopefully Sam has a bunch of info. But first, let's go to Jackie. Why Girl in Gold Boots? I like the cover. Okay. That's very Jackie-esque. And uh, I thought it was going to be more dancing. And wow, this was not a, okay. <laughs> Are you glad that there wasn't more dancing? <laughs> In this film, yeah. I mean, right. the dancing kind of seemed like seriously people were having seizures. <laughs> uh, they were on a lot of drugs and maybe we're going to fall over a couple of times and they just kind of cut away from that. And it looked like a dangerous movie set, to be real honest. Yeah, that's what you think they're shitty dancers, but that's what somebody who went to Juilliard looks like when they have 10 quaaludes in them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the number one review on IMDb literally is the title is you dance like a clown <laughs> i mean it, it's <laughs> it's fucking crazy like i don't know i wasn't around in 1968 and even if i was i wouldn't have been old enough to to know if like what nightclub dancing is like but if i went into a nightclub and i saw dancing like this i would be like i would just the, the record would scratch for me like i would make a record scratch sound and i would just turn around and walk out and be like nope nope, nope i'm good i'm out <laughs> You'd actually have to drive home, go get a portable turntable, bring it back, <laughs> scratch the record so that everybody looks at you, and then fly him the bird and walk off. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. It looks like it hurts, kind of. I'm sure that- It doesn't when you're full of quaaludes. Well, there, there's that, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure some of these gals have neck injuries. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's whiplash-esque. Well, and like, the main dancer looked like she was trying to pop her shoulder out of her you mean socket. Joni? Yeah, Joni. Uh-huh. Uh, when she's teaching the uh, Michelle. Michelle how to how to dance, it looked like she was trying to just pop her own uh, shoulder out. Right. Like, like bam, like, look like at this. She, like she's Riggs. Check out my trick. I can get out of any trap. Yep. Can't torture me, 
But if you want to, you go right ahead. I was thinking that she was trying to one-up Ben Kingsley on what it looks like to take a gunshot. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, they're like... That's what it looked like to me, is that she was like in an action movie pretending that she was getting shot a lot. <laughs> I mean, the Spanish Inquisition literally did less damage to human bodies than this film did. Like, it's that mean to arms and joints and backs and necks. <laughs> All right, Sam, uh, what have you got on Girl in the Gold Boots? We did uh, Doll Squad already, right? I don't think so. I thought we did Doll Squad, didn't we do? So. Did we do a do's and don'ts on Doll Squad? I don't think so. I don't remember this I at all. I think we did Doll Squad. If we didn't do Doll Squad, apparently we, our memories have turned to shit. Right. Uh, we may have done, so Ted V. Michaels is the the guy who put this movie together. He's the writer, producer, director, editor. He just makes these movies. Yeah. Uh, but he did Doll Squad as well. And then he also, his big one, I think, is Astro Zombies. Okay. And then he did several, two sequels, very far apart. And his last movie before he died was the third installment of the Astro Zombies trilogy. And I don't know how bad it is, because I would assume he was shooting on video at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an interesting character. He comes from Minnesota. He oh, goes to Bend, Oregon, and he's doing theater. Like, and there's what kind these of theater. Like, let's think about Bend, Oregon, in 1960. Right. I, mean, I would think the theater happens like once a month during the summer, so he probably does three shows. Okay. Okay. Uh, at that same time, there's a run of westerns that get shot up there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One of them has Kirk Douglas. Oddly, they're all horrendously racist Native American-themed pictures. Weird. And he does stunts as one of the quote-unquote Indians because he can ride and shoot a bow at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So after he does these stunts, he's interested in getting into movies, and he can't because he's a stunt man and he's fucking stuck there if he wants to keep working. So he just decides, I'm going to make my own pictures. And he does. Uh, eventually, that takes him to Glendale, where he lives for quite a while, and then eventually realizes how good he can do with money making these movies on his own, as far as savings, if he's shooting in Vegas instead. And so he's kind of the front end of the film shift to Vegas. He's, he's given us Neil Breen by being Neil Breen ask himself. Inadvertently, yes, right. uh, because him and all these the porn guys too, right? And I don't know. I it's hard to figure out exactly when. And he's got a like. I'd have to read the entire book about. He's got a book written about him. Huh. He's that interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to read the entire book, put the dates together, figure out when uh, Hollywood starts abandoning or porn starts abandoning Hollywood in favor of Vegas. And if he decided to do that because of them, or if they saw how good he was doing budget-wise and were like, why are we shooting these porns here? Also, we can like, shoot these porns in Vegas. Duh. I mean, it's also kind of a duh thing. Where are all the strippers? Vegas. Okay. Let's go to Vegas. We can get all the strippers and people that are very down on their luck to do horrible things to their butts. Hey, you got a gambling debt? Well, you got two options. You're out in the desert, or we're going to put bad things in your butt. (laughs) Or we're going to take you out to the desert and put bad things in your butt. Right. (laughs) 
And if you let all of them get in your butt, we won't leave you there. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he's a really busy fellow as well. In terms of an independent filmmaker that's completely independent, that somehow still was able to operate in California, he's got a bevy of work. His his uh, filmography is prolific. Uh, he did Astro Zombies the same year that he did this, and he was pumping out two a year for quite a while. Wow. It's also fun because this is definitely uh, exploitive and sex uh, without any nudity or actual sex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the reasons that's going to be is that a lot of these other people that are really like just doing sex movies at this point or porn or just like really a lot of titties in movies, they know that they can get him into the right theaters. He has to sell this shit. So he's still trying to sell to drive throughs He's trying to get it in as many places as he can, if he can even get it. He's like speculative on all of his pictures. So it has to be G rated with a hope for X rated poster sort of a thing. Right. Later in his films, he's going to, you know, I don't have to worry. Once he doesn't have to worry about selling to drive throughs things really change for this guy. Uh, also, what is odd is that he's renowned as a hard partier and a guy who probably was just giving drugs to whoever wanted him the whole time the movie was happening. Sure. And so I find it fun that the villain in the picture is like also him. Uh-huh. Exactly. Right. What? <laughs> Maybe Joni actually was high on fucking schmack. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The villain? So the club owner or the guy who looks like dastardly Dan? No, the the, the director in real life is acting just like the club owner leo he's giving drugs to his employees to keep them very doped up oh okay i'm on it now okay i thought he was in the movie and he was the dastardly dan looking guy who was also my favorite actor Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah he's not going to be able to pay these people he can't give them money and they're all in astro zombie as well like it seems like a lot of these people were able to stick around him as long as they could and then they're like i it didn't work. This didn't help me get paying gigs. I have to move on to something else now. Uh, speaking of Leo, Dan Heron, he was married to Judy Garland. Wow. For five months. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't work out. And he was also like the business manager for her stage show when it would go abroad or something. Mm. It seems like a cash grab. Yeah. He the, didn't ever want to yeah. talk about it. And, this is the most interesting thing about the Judy Garland marriage is that it his marriage to Judy Garland is like an affair mm-hmm. with his partner, basically. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like a business transaction more than actually like, I love you for five months. You bastard, get out of here. Yeah, veteran character actor Henry Brandon and him were in a permanent three-way with Jane Fisher, like per, for like, like twenty some odd years, like they were a their penises got stuck. No, well then it's not. Permanent. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, they were in a permanent love triangle. They all loved each other. Or whatever. It was very uh, futuristic modern relationship. I don't know, but it's odd when you find out that oh wow. That being married to Jody Garland and getting it annulled for five months 
isn't the most interesting thing about this guy's love life. <laughs> the most interesting thing about this guy's love life is that while that actually happens, people have pulled that off. Yeah, these guys, they pulled it off. They, yeah. they went into a three-way for 20-some-odd years. Hmm. Golden, or the, the London Bridge, you know? You and your buddy. <laughs> Olden hands. She may have been the third wheel on the deal. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? I'm glad I wasn't there. The only other actor that really made it out or did other stuff that wasn't just Ted Michaels shit is James Victor, the pusher, the drug dealer that's all wacky. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. And he's he did TV before this. This is his first movie. And fortunately, he doesn't get stuck in this because he's friends with John Cassavetes. And so he gets bit parts in Cassavetes pictures. And then that helps him get other parts here and there. And so he ended up ended up getting over 40 credits by the time he was done. Wow. It's not bad. Right on. It's not bad. Uh, all right. Is that, that That's what you got. huh? That all concludes right. the interesting things about that this movie. That was a lot more information than I was expecting because this is, you know, Late 60s swinging movie that usually has zero information about it. So well, well researched, researched there. Yeah. I just kind of want to read this guy's book now. Yeah. Yeah. It would be interesting. Yeah. What's the, what's it called? It helps. I I believe it's the, the life of Ted V. Michaels or something like that. It's basically, it's got him on the cover. It's written by somebody else, but it's just basically the written form of all of these interviews about his life. Hmm. In book form. Uh, But he's that much of a figure in sort of independent cult cinema and that he was fairly lucid the whole time, remembers all of it. Because that's the other thing about some of these movies that are made then. Like you ask Corman about some of his movies. He's just not going to remember it Mm -hmm. because he didn't care when he was making it. And he made three that year. Right. right. He's like, oh, yeah, I made that movie. And you're like, oh, what happened here? And he's like. You just reminded me that I made it. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> I barely paid attention. I looked at the checks that were coming in. That's pretty much what I did. All right. Uh, Girl in Gold Boots. Uh, it's a pretty accurate title for the beginning because literally the first thing we get is a girl in gold boots dancing around to the song Girl in Gold Boots by the band The Gold Boot Girl Guys or some shit like that. <laughs> So this guy's name is Chris Horton, uh-huh. and he was a musician, and Michaels puts him in as himself because he says, like, he gets that scene towards the end where he walks in, and he's like, hi, I'm Chris Horton, <laughs> as if you will need to remember my name because I'm going to be a big star. Right, right, and right. And they did cut an album off this, but then it disintegrated. Well, I hope so, because it stinks. <laughs> Girl in Gold Boots is a terrible song. It's worse if you have to listen to it seven times. (laughs) I'm just saying, I think the worst one was the love song where they superimpose her face. Oh, yeah. Critter's love song. We'll get to that because that's a pretty important piece of this movie. Um, (coughs) We got a lot of notes, so I'm going to I'm going to kind of schmev through some of this. But uh, it should also be noted that the girl in gold boots is the only girl in gold boots. Everybody else gets silver boots. So my question to you guys is if the number one is gold, number two is silver, is there bronze boots someplace? Like down the street? <laughs> There's brown boots at the shit house. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got I t- I turned my boots brown after I lodged it right up somebody's ass. You know, you're having a a lot of ass talk well, today. I kicked that ass. I didn't put stuff. Well, I put my boot in it. You know, then I uh-huh. and then I tried pulling out, and my boot came off. <laughs> now I'm down a boot. Now <laughs> <laughs> you're down a boot. You're like, oh god damn it. All right, so they. She, you wonder about the payment of the silver boot girls because gold boots is the chief of the dancers and she gets paid in having a place to live in quaaludes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So they all must have to sleep in a pile in the closet and their payment is not getting beaten. Yeah, I've, I've got some money questions later about this film. Obviously, uh, it, it, we didn't adjust for inflation, but still there's some questionable money decisions here. Uh we get introduced to our heroine, uh, Michelle, who works with her dad at a diner that they don't own. But they it seems like they walked in one day after getting fired from their last job. They can only work together, even though they hate each other. And they're like, hey, we're a, mo- a father and daughter duo. You need father and daughter duo. only Now only accepting applications from father-daughter duos. I don't know what the fuck is happening. It's in the middle of nowhere, and it's a caretaker situation, right? So there's a place to live out back. You got to run the place. You get this much is your wage. I'm going to show up once every three months and check on things. Uh, It's sort of like the Shining kind of a deal. Oh, They're in the middle of nowhere. Right, right. So they operate this. They've been fired a couple times. You can't find anybody else to operate this gas pump with some food on the side of it in the middle of West Texas. And if you've ever been to West Texas, there's not a lot there besides dirt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I heard they got scorpions. No. Oh, okay. Well then that's something. Armadillos. Dillas. Uh, yeah. And you know, they probably eat them at that diner. They might. Dillos supposed to be delicious. Yeah. That, that, you know what? Now that you bring that up, Sam, that is disappointing about this movie. There is no pet armadillo in this cafe. Yeah, you always have to have a... I mean, it's a it's a staple of cinemas, pet armadillos, when you're in West Texas. Every movie has that. Sure. Yeah. Well, they weren't in West Texas either. They were just down the road. Right, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're in Encino. Uh, they, they used a line to mask that it was Texas. Like, oh, this is obviously Texas, yeah, correct? Tex- There's a map of California behind you. <laughs> The, the fucking bear flag is flying over the goddamn thing, right? Jesus. Actually, the... they, tr- they they covered the bear flag with a sign that said tacos. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, uh, their special was beef stew. Ew. Mm, I'll have the special. Like, beef stew is what you, like, feed people out on the range. Like, you're moving a herd of cattle from Lonesome Dove up to ye olde Montana. Stew is what Cookie makes. Not you don't serve that as the spe- the special. Come on, man. <laughs> Did you see that the special cost sixty five cents? Uh, yeah. Again, I'm questioning the money stuff here because, like, it, none of the money lines up. Um, we then a car pulls up. I don't know what kind of car this is. I almost thought it was a Buick, but it's an older model. <laughs> it's a late model uh, uh, Buick convertible of some sort. Yeah, it could have been a Chrysler. Yeah. I don't know. And we get introduced. Oh. If it had the silver, I couldn't, I don't remember if it had the silver piece on the center of the hood. If it did, that was the one of the Chrysler. If it didn't, it was a Dodge, probably. Mm, Yeah. Just a a big car is what it was. 
Uh, and we get introduced to Buzz, who I think is supposed to be a cool guy, but I kind of think he looks more like a door-to-door knife salesman. I Later in the film, I, I'll decide that he's actually middle management at a warehouse mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by his apparel. Yeah. I thought his name was Buzzer. No, Buzz. Just Buzz. Just Buzz. B-U-Z. Not even two Zs. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I guess he was too buzzy. I know. When he, for could, when he got out of the car, I'm with Sam. My immediate thought was, this man went out for a pack of smokes and never went home. No, that's cooler than this guy. Like, that's pretty cool. This guy is seriously so not cool that he couldn't even do that, Jaggy. I had no idea why this guy was cast in here until later when he starts just traversing obstacles as if they're not there. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, he's a bit of a dapper Dan, but he's got wiry athleticism. This guy can hop a fence like nobody's fucking business. Sure. Uh, So he goes in. He's got he wants some pie and coffee. He's on the road. Uh, And uh, another guy comes in. Critter. Uh, we find out his la- name later, and he's asking for directions, and he's very eloquent and well-spoken. He's like, hey, lady, you got, uh, you, you're you kind of my kind of swinging gal, or, but he says it in an intelligent way, and she is like, ooh, hmm, two men, and they are giving each other the stink eye, and it's revealed that Critter's sitting on a pile of cash because he's only got a $100 bill, so they're like, oh, huh, interesting, that guy's got a lot of cash. Uh and then weirdly, a cop pulls up and nothing happens. Like the whole scene moves to this cop pulling up and then the cop just drives away later. Like, I don't know what the fucking significance of the cop was. It also sets up weird where he's obviously going to rob the place. Right. And then he decides to settle for kidnapping but then the situation works out where he's just going to be able to keep doing his thing without committing a crime. It's very yeah, strange. Right. <laughs> well, I can explain the cop. Okay. So the guy's getting ready to rob not only the diner now, but Hershey's bar guy. Critter, mm, right? Okay. All right. And the cop pulls up and, and Critter goes, Is, are they here for you, buddy? And he was like, uh, and Michelle goes, oh, no, he just parks there all the time to catch speeders. Right. Right. So it stopped him from robbing Critter. Okay. All right. Right. I There wasn't dialogue to establish any of that. Because yeah. we don't even know if, if, if Buzz is a good guy or a bad guy at this point in time. No, it... This, the, I just repeated the dialogue to you. Yeah, but that... that the <laughs> dialogue you just repeated means absolutely nothing. It They're just being dicks to each other because they both want to bang Michelle. Hey, you... You criminal. I bet you you're a criminal because you're checking out my lady. He's like, oh, I bet you're some fucking dirty hippie piece of shit. Quit checking out my lady. And then they get their dicks out. <laughs> That's what I think. All right. Anyways. So uh, Buzz is like, hey, I like the way you move. I'm going to make you a star. And she's like, really? Yeah. Let's go to or uh, uh, <clears throat> oh, weird voice there. Uh, let's go to Hollywood and I'll introduce you to my sister who's a swinging go-go dancer and she'll make you one of the top in town. She's like, oh, thank God. I've been working with my dad for a long ass time and I hate him and he's a piece of shit. and He slaps me around and calls me a tramp. So let's fucking go. 
I'll go pack my bags right now. I am back with my bags already. I don't know how I moved that fast. Get in the car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she brings comes out with her bags in lightning speed. He didn't even have time to have more coffee than she's like, go ahead and help yourself to coffee and more pie. I'll go get my bags. And he's like, cool. And then she like does that quick take where she's back with her bags. He's like, fuck. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's also interesting that this situation is predicated on the idea that you need a connection to be able to dance at a club. Right. <laughs> you don't just go to the club, show up, have your tits showing mostly, and they hire you. Also, it's a dance club. It's not just a club where they have dancers perform. There's people actually dancing there. Like, they go there to recreationally dance. You could just show up with your tits out and not even ask for an audition. Just, you know, be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then have the club owner be like, hey, I got to get some of that. You don't need connections. <laughs> but I guess in 1968, California, go-go dancing was such a scene that, you know, you got to know. You got to be in the... Got to know somebody. It they definitely made it seem like it was competitive. Mm-hmm. Like she was trying out for the ballet, and she was going to need an introduction to get in the door. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. no. It's a lot of shared themes with showgirls. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is yeah. a lot. Yeah, and and Buffalo '66. This was a very weird picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost thought felt like it was a mashup of like an Ed Wood and Russ Meyer type thing. Uh Maybe those are the same guy. Uh, anyways. No, they are. His name's Ted V. Michaels, and he's got a Salvador Dali mustache. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so they get in the car, and they drive down on the, the road. Uh, a little bit later, they pull over at some snack shop, because this is before convenience store, so I don't know what this place is. Uh, and there's some bikers that pull up, and they hassle them. And they're like, hey, you, you are leather guy. You look like somebody we should fuck with. Even though there's, like... He's probably the least person that actual bikers would fuck with when there's other people to fuck with. Like, why why him? He's young. He's wearing leather jacket. You don't know what's underneath that yeah. jacket. Pick an easier mark, dum-dums. Yeah, he's obviously, you know, there's something wrong with him because he's wearing a jacket in the southern U.S. in the summer. Hell, it's not the summer, Sam. We find out later. But okay. anyway, I also like that these guys are... Really not hot men. <laughs> oh, there was nothing sexier than when the first one gets off of his bike and he has the nipple chain going from <clears throat> one side of his jacket to the other uh-huh. and no shirt on and a hairy belly and his belly is hanging over his belt buckle. Yeah, it's it's he's got really bad comedy body, but he like when he steps off his bike, he like swings his jacket open so you can be like, whoa, sweet, huge tummy, dude. <laughs> yeah. These are probably the real bikers that Ted V. Michaels bought the drugs from. Right. <laughs> I'll make you a star. Uh, so they give him some grief in the restaurant. He pours a beer on their bike as he's leaving, which is not like pour it in the gas tank or like if you're going to be a dick, like don't just pour beer over paint. That washes off. Also, it's like, oh, that'll teach him. Yeah. Ooh. And that the guy walks up and he doesn't go. Hey, now my bike smells better. <laughs> because before he washed it off with that beer, there was like a, a three quarter inch gel coat of just 
ball cream because <laughs> I haven't t- had a bath like the, in the big six tummies. months. That big tummy's just hanging out on top of the gas tank. Just yeah. sliming. <laughs> like a slug. All right. Uh, so they're pissed. Hey, God damn it. And they chase after him. And then he pulls over. And he's like, keep the car running, baby. And he walks out into the street slowly like he's about to have a, like a fucking uh, high noon showdown with these guys or like some Brock Sampson shit. And uh, they pull up and they're like, uh, what are you doing standing in the road? He pulls out a fucking hand cannon and shoots out their tires. And I was like, oh, that's it. That's dumb. I also like the biker grabbed a chain like he was going to ride by him and chain him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you just the whole chain thing. If you've ever seen someone in a movie use a chain as a weapon you know, articulate or competently, they're usually wearing a really big glove, especially if it's a small chain, because if he was actually to do that, yeah, he's probably going to screw up his face forever when he hits the guy. <laughs> he's right. also going to lose every fucking one of his fingers. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, So they're done. They're not in the movie anymore. I was like, oh, that's anticlimactic. Bummer. Um, Then I guess he lets her drive and she immediately crashes into a ditch and he's like, Damn you. You crashed us. Let's make out. And they just they, like, come here, baby. Yeah. Also, I'll get us out of this mess with the reverse gear. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. I've got it. I'm very manly. Right? Damn women drivers. Can't back up. Uh, so now they're an, an item and he's got uh, hardcore feelings for, her, I guess. Uh, they pick up. Critter, who's broke, his his motorcycle's broken down down on the road, and they're like, oh, he's got money. Let's let's get him. He's got all the bread." And so they uh, they drive on down the road, but he's got some sort of towing mechanism for his motorcycle. You ever seen this, Sam? Yep. Huh. In all yeah. my years, I've never seen it. A- I think they're illegal. I think they've been illegal for a long time. But okay. you used to be able to tow a bike like that. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, it's just behind the car. Crazy. So they warp to California very quickly from Texas. I Like, hey, we're in California at the beach immediately. And suddenly and they've got a six-wheel bathtub. <laughs> this thing we have to talk about is the danger mobile. It's the death machine. <laughs> it is a death machine. It was designed by someone who was deranged and on LSD. Yeah. It's like- a skid steer six-wheeler. The steering is brake steering, but it's not even in front of you in the form of pedals or a wheel. It's in between the two riders, so you have to reach beside you and then just decide which side that you're going to use brakes on to steer. (laughs) Like, how did no one die? Well, we don't have these now, so I'm assuming some people did die. Yeah, well, I mean, just in the filming. Oh, right. (laughs) Like, it should have killed everyone making the movie. It's fucking dangerous as shit. And it kind of seemed like they just happened upon this guy. Who's like in real life. Guy? Like he was just down there at the beach and they went to go shoot. And they're like, hey, can we, you want to be in a movie? Right. Can yeah. we borrow this dune buggy thing? Because he doesn't even have any lines. But in the shot, it seemed like he is now part of this crew. Like, who's this dude with this weird thing? Is that his weird thing? What the hell? No, I, I totally see that. <laughs> like, Oh, we got to go shoot at the beach. What's that thing? We got to have that in the film. Just keep rolling. Even if somebody's head comes off. Well, it's just a weird cut, right? Like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're on the beach and they're in the death trap. 
that looked super fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> kind of looked like I would try it. I would not let you. Um, the, You know, the three-wheeler was a lot of fun before I crashed it that first time. <laughs> then I was really ginger about how I rode it. And then one day I just looked at it and I said... I'm sorry, old friend, but I'm never riding you again. Yeah. You're going to kill me. You're go. It's going to kill you. No, you're not allowed to get in one of these ever, Shaggy. <laughs> I would think that these have been destroyed, hopefully. Probably. In fear of the human race. Yeah. <laughs> and its survival. <laughs> All right. So Buzz goes up. He's It's thirsty work riding around one of these things. So he's got to go get a drink. And, uh, of course, Critter puts the moves on uh, on Michelle. And they're making out. And Buzz shows back up, and he's like, hey, get your hands off my lady. Punches out Critter, and she screams in the middle of it, stop it, stop it. I just want to be a dancer, and runs off. (laughs) Okay. You just keep to it, Billy Elliot. You'll make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, the dialogue is so bonkers in this movie. Um, This is about the fifth time that I've written down the note, please leave, Critter. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you're bringing this movie down at the beginning. It Later, Critter comes into his own in a, in a weird sort of way, but <coughs> uh, we care about talking about the robbery. It's not, it doesn't no. really plot relevant at all. Okay. So some stuff happens on the way to LA. They eventually get there, but we're going to skip over the stuff that's not pro- plot relevant. Uh, it is Christmas time, Sam. When they drive into LA, there's a Christmas song singing and there's lit up Christmas trees. So, technically, his jacket isn't uh, in a probes. Okay. Yeah. But I like how they're, they seem to be on the slummy side of L.A. Oh? There's, like, Playboy auditions and... That's not slummy. That's no, Playboy. but it, no, it was on a sign that looked like it belonged to an abandoned warehouse. Oh, okay. Well, that's slummy. Yeah. Oh. Like, <laughs> well, hey, there, come show your boobs at this place. Yeah, Hugh Hefner's place. Yeah, this... This is the mansion. <laughs> yeah. Made it. I'm on 35th. <laughs> Let's be realistic. The scummiest that Times Square ever got had nothing on the strip in the 60s and early 70s. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so this yeah, it's the I think it's Sunset Strip is what they're on, but it's probably pretty shitty back in the 60s. Um so they pull up to a haunted house and they're like, "Wee!" And they get out and walk through a haunted house. And I'm like, what the fuck are they doing at this haunted house? Is this just some psychedelic bullshit that we got to go through? Because all these movies have some weird sequence where you just got to have some rando shit. And it, But it's not a haunted house. Well, and my my first question was, well, my second question was definitely that haunted house question, right? But my, my next one was, uh... Wasn't Critter going to fuck off once you guys got here? Right? What are you still doing here, Critter? Yeah, like you said, hey, in 20 minutes we're going to be to L.A. and then me and Terry the bike are out of here. Uh-huh. But he's still like fucking hanging out. I like haunted houses. Can I come? Yeah. Like, what? Are you... And the sun went down like super fast. <laughs> right. I don't know if anybody That's, else yeah. noticed that, that, but it was like 20 minutes, pitch dark, it's midnight now. That is also true. And we're going into the haunted house. With a Dracula that only has four fingers on mm, one hand. It's a shitty haunted house. Yeah. I, I would want my money back. Uh, but it's not just a haunted house. In the back, it's got the fucking club from the beginning of the movie. What? Yeah, but now they what pan out and you on? can see 
that the band is actually playing in a band shell that is a monster head. Yeah, but with teeth. Yeah, but and there's a skeleton on the Ted... ceiling, so it's still a haunted house. So Michaels is really very good in terms of budget art direction, and he's got a real hard on for the macabre. And so a lot of his pictures just have this shit in it. And apparently at one point he turned his house into like a fucking spooky castle. But it wasn't like a huge house. It was just like a house in L.A. that he turned into a haunted castle. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, if I'm living in L.A. and I want to go to a dance club, I don't want to fucking walk through a spooky ghost house every time I have to fucking go to the dance club. Can I, guys, can I just come in through the back door? I just want to go to the dance part. I don't... I, I know it's your spooky stuff is your thing, but I'm actually here to try to pick up chicks and, uh, you know, not deal with fucking shitty mannequins. Come on. Well, then you have but to ask you, yourself, right? What kind of people are going to this place? Like, realistically, people are going to this place? like people that think that they're vampires. Uh huh. That's that's going to be one of them. Right. 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 And then you're going to have the goth kids that don't care. Right. But yeah. they're not going to go there. They don't, goth kids don't go 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 dancing. Well, vampires do. Well, yeah, when they're cool, when they're trendy. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> also, when you get into the dance club, you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to take another spin through the haunted house before I leave <laughs> and at least get my five bucks worth. <laughs> All right. So this whole time. The girl in the golden boots is Buzz's sister. That's who they're here to see and uh, hook her up. She's Joni. She's the top go-go dancer in all of L.A., I guess. Um, and we get introduced to Leo, the club owner. Uh, he's got uh, quite a mustache and quite a stink eye. This guy's very stink eye that's, that's Marty. Yeah, dude, that's the henchman that has the black eyebrows. No, they're, they both have mustaches. Oh, yeah. Well, it kind of sounded like you were describing the my favorite guy. They're both pretty stink eye guys. Yeah, but the one's got the eyebrows to pull it all yeah. off. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, yeah, he, that's... he looks like Dastardly Dan from those mm. old cartoons. Right. If he would have had a top that, hat on. That's uh, William Baghdad. He is a veteran actor as well, but he kicked around with Michaels for quite a while. He's in a lot of his pictures, and this guy has got it going on. Yeah, he's, he's fucking like, crazy. <laughs> So, like, he's hassling fucking Buzz, like, I see you in here, Buster. What are you What are you doing in my dance club? And he's like, I'm standing here? Uh, well, he calls him a broke ass. Yeah, what the and fuck? And tells him, like, you obviously don't have any money. Get the fuck out. Right, Go watch right, TV at home. Right, dude, I'm with a hot chick, and this guy, who actually has a shit ton of money, I, I don't know what the fucking beef is with me, but either way, I don't have time to talk to you. I'm going to go talk to my sister and he starts walking and then Leo's like, no, you can't go back there. Follow me. <laughs> We're going back there. What the hell is happening? <laughs> so they go back and they talk to, uh, they talk to Joni and they, you know, Hey, Oh, I love you. I'm so glad to see you. And then Leo's like, all right, now that you've had your happy reunion, it's time to give me that gun. I don't allow guns in my club. Okay, when can I have it back? Never. <laughs> Don't you think you would have asked that question before you handed over your gun? Like, he's not your teacher that she has to give you your cell phone back at the end of the day. Well, yeah, apparently your teacher's not going to do that. He's like, uh, 
this is this is a the type of town where only the cops have guns, so you can't ever have one again. <laughs> no, I look. I know a little bit about America, but that is not how this works, Buster. <laughs> he's he's like Heston. Heston, get in here. Yeah, right. <laughs> From my cold dead hands. Uh, and then he immediately is like blows it off, and he's like, "So, anyways, this is Michelle." Uh, she wants to be a cool dancer. Can you hook her up? And she's like, yeah, you'll have a chance to perform tomorrow. And he's like, she's like, I just want an audition. Fine. You'll have an audition tomorrow. God. She's like, fuck off, bitch. I'm the only brunette in this entire building. Right. Like I've made all the other bitches dye their hair blonde and their pubes blonde just in case there's a pube slip. Uh huh. And I don't need no fucking slip. It could happen. Do you yeah, see whoa. those bikinis that they my have? One, my one pube came out. <laughs> well, that's all they leave down in L.A. I've heard they're very progressive. They only have like one pube that they leave, and they're like, look at how long my one pube is. That is so weird, Jack. They go to the waxing place, and they're like, don't touch my one pube. Make sure you put some gel or something on it so that it doesn't come off with the wax. Need my one pube. That's how I make my living. Weird. As long as a spaghetti noodle and weird sex acts, you can like swallow it and pull it out your nose. Ah, <laughs> gross. Oh, gross. Ear, ear, ear. Well, yep. when you're running out of floss, I'm just saying. They call that move the sunset nasal floss. <laughs> so if you only have one pube and you get pubic lice, but there's only room for one pubic lice what's the singular of lice lie louse louse oh yeah you got one pubic louse there you go good job sam you know english <laughs> i've got louse what yeah. <laughs> i've only got one pube so i've only got one louse i don't think his that's how that gary. works yeah his name's gary and he's very lonely <sighs> thinking about growing out a second pube so he can have a friend it's like tree houses they're like ewoks yeah <laughs> We just tie them together at the top. <laughs> they also love eating stormtroopers. It's really weird. Um, so Critter's finally like, all right, well, this is all wrapped up. I guess I'll wander off. He's like, I'm a loser who has no prospects. Right. And everybody else is getting exactly what they wanted out of this. I, I'm going to go kill myself I'm in the parking lot. I'm going to go now unless somebody stops me from going. Nope, no takers. Okay, well, I'll just keep walking back pretty slowly in case someone's... <laughs> yeah. Door slams behind him. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> then he starts whispering, I guess you won't have old Critter to kick around anymore. <laughs> uh, but Michelle goes after him finally. And he's like, Come with me, baby. You don't belong here. This place is a shithole. And she's like, Critter, I do have feelings for you. It's not that I like Buzz. It's that I gotta dance. And then he's like, okay, so you're you're gonna stay here then mm -hmm. in this seedy-ass, weird haunted house nightclub. Mm-hmm. Okay. So instead of fucking off, like we thought he was gonna do, like, 20 miles into L.A. Right. He gets a goddamn job as a janitor. He's a fucking janitor. He shaves off his mustache and becomes a goddamn janitor. Like, she hasn't even gotten her job yet. The whole reason that they're here is so that she can try to be a go-go dancer and fucking Critter's in there being like, dude, janitor, I'm a janitor. 
One for hire! Please! Me, 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 me! <laughs> I just love urinal cakes. <laughs> They're the tastiest. Uh, and so Michelle is up on stage being taught how to go-go dance so poorly it's insanity by Joni. You well, gotta pop you your gotta elbow to, out. You can't just be a dancer. You gotta start with the basics, which is convulsing on barbiturates. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right? And this is like... I'm very confused by the instructioning that's happening. Cause like, you know, I understand there's some choreography, you know, there are a group of line dancers essentially. And you know, you got, Hey, we do this. And then we do the twist and then the barrel roll and you take off your hat and you go, woo. Uh, but what she's teaching her is not what Michelle does later. Like she's not the front center lady. She's one of the silver booters, even though she has gold boots. Well, maybe they ran out of silver boots and they're like, look, we're going to have to give her some gold boots to wear. Maybe those are the bronze boots because bronze and gold are a little you know, similar. Oh, color. yeah. They're like, you got to start. Got the, Critter's got the brown boots on. Right. He's cleaning the shitter. <laughs> He's got his sad pants on, too, though. <laughs> because he had burritos last night. Right. It's his, oh. the, the bathroom is his own fault. He's, <laughs> he's drowning in irony. It's job security. <laughs> oh, man, somebody wrecked this place. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I guess uh, I've got a lot of work to do today, don't I, boss? <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody ate three and a half burritos that were microwaved. <laughs> On a Samson microwave on the counter over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and now Buzz has got a job there, too, because he's like the driver guy. He's like, you know, the I guess that's what you call him. He's a driver. He's a drug think, pusher. He's a mule. I think what mule. Thank you. Where they're, yeah, they're, the hierarchy of how this works is that Leo is the man. And his man is Marty. And now that Buzz is on board, Buzz is just Marty's man. Marty's man. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, so and I, I don't think anybody gets paid. No, you never see anybody get a paycheck. And it seems like Buzz and Michelle are just freeloading off of his sister. Yeah, they're both living at his sister's place. Well, I don't know where Critter's fucking staying. I'm assuming the bathroom. No, he has a, he has a shack. A shack? a shack room, like where he keeps his mops and buckets. <laughs> he's like Willie the groundskeeper from The Simpsons, right? <laughs> and he's got a little cot bed, and old Terry's in there with him. Yeah, and his guitar. Yep. Sad songs every night. When he gets real depressed, he just opens the can of bleach and just sticks his head over it to get some sleep. <laughs> oh man! All right, so these guys are working a drug deal. But they've got some guy that's listening in on them. So he knows about them doing, you know, drug deals and is like, oh, okay, I got these guys. That'll come back into play later. Well, uh, it's like, okay, so I want to talk about this, though. Yeah, okay. Because it seemed like weird drug guy pulls up, right, mm -hmm. in this weird car. Mm -hmm. And then somebody pops out of the trunk with a headset on and a listening device. No, that was, that was. You have to, Yeah. 
Uh, we have to save really. the listening device business for later. Yeah, that's, that's but yeah, really they're getting though. spied on. It's not the hippie doesn't pull up. The drug buyer doesn't pull up in that car. That is the guy that was driving the car. Oh, I was really confused. Yeah. I thought that that was hippie drug guy, uh, and uh, that uh, no, that was the the listening device guy. Listening device guy was sitting in in the trunk. Harry or whatever his name is. Harry, uh, anyway. yeah, but we have to wait for Harry. To reveal how deep Harry's scheme ran. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, back at the club, the ladies are still flopping around, and uh, Critter goes and takes a guitar break because I guess you can do that when you're the janitor. Uh, and then Buzz comes in, and they start giving each other the stink eye. Hey, you're working here. Uh, yeah, you're working here. You better stay away from Michelle. You no, you stay away from Michelle. Uh, my cock's out is yours. Yes. Yeah. And then there's a weird rattlesnake story. Right? You're too quick to anger. If you were more like a rattlesnake, more like a blind rattlesnake. Like, what? What? You just snap at everything, yeah. man. Why don't you mm. shut the fuck up, Critter? <laughs> yeah. Your name's the fucking still on Critter. Break. Critter Jones. Yeah, Critter. <sighs> Critter's still on break because he's actually figured out the secret of janitorial services on the Sunset Strip. Mm -hmm. He just dumps cloak on the floor of the bathroom and the fucking thing cleans itself. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that night, Michelle is now an official gold boot girl or bronze boot girl. She's part of the, the team, though. And uh, all the dudes are giving more stink eyes to each other. Buzz is stink eyeing Critter and Critter stink eyeing Buzz. And Leo is stink-eyeing the girls, and Marty's stink-eyeing everybody, and it's just a stink-eye fest. I think that Marty actually has a contagious form of the stink-eye. <laughs> it's like yawning. Or oh, pink-eye. Stink <laughs> well, he does it with his mouth open the whole time. Leo does. Yeah, he's, he's like... like oh, man, it's so weird. But Leo tells Michelle that, hey, you're you're the tops. I really like the way you're dancing. You're going to be you're going to take over tomorrow night because Connie need, or Joni needs a vacation. So you're doing good. You get to be the top one for tonight. And Joni's like, I need more drugs, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was actually in the movie, but <laughs> right? she was just like, I can't wait. OK, I've been on set now for 10 minutes and you promised me drugs. There's we're running out of lewds. Get me the lewds. And then Leo's like, hey, I'm having a party at my place tonight. Why don't you come by? Sure, I'll come by. And then she brings her fucking friends with them. No, I'm not, not not my employees. I don't want my men here. Get out of here. The janitor? Why is my janitor here? Get out of here. <laughs> and then he's like, Marty, get that kid out of here. And he's like, well, I'd, I don't want to do anything, so I'm going to make him do the stuff you tell me to do. So he's staying too. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> Go sit by my mom. And this par this party, yeah, fucking Buzz has to sit. In I mean, this party blows ass. Like it's yeah, the it worst party. They're, these two bongo guys sit there and play. That's all they they have two bongos. That's the entire band, and all they do is go tuka 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 for hours. Yeah, this is one that if you walk into and you're on drugs already, you're like going straight through. We go out of the terrace, backyard, whatever there is outside, 
right out this next drug wave, then I'm walking right out the front door. Right. <laughs> I mean, it sucks. Literally, like everybody there, like Michelle's obviously the hottest lady there, which is fine. But everybody else are just old moms. Like, what the fuck? Leo, your party sucks. I thought you were having a party. But I'm Oh, I didn't realize your mom was visiting. What is th- is this fucking bridge club? What the fuck, Leo? This place sucks. <laughs> well, then Leo's like, "Hey, why don't you go dance and show me what you can do?" Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then she just starts flopping around, flopping around like she's a stripper uh-huh. that has a bikini top on. Uh-huh. But she's wearing a dress, mm-hmm. and then she's just kind of shaking what she's got at every man in the room. Right. Even the ones where the old ladies are like, get the fuck off of him, tramp. Yeah, right. Your dad was right. You are a tramp. And then they slap her in the face. And- <laughs> yeah, she's like, it took me 15 years to put that dick permanently to sleep. Do not make it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So now she's like the main attraction. Like, everybody fucking loves Michelle. She's the number one go-go dancer. They got to have more Michelle because she flops around better than Joni did, I guess. Um, But uh, Buzz goes and makes another drug delivery. And he then gets chased by the listening device guy into a corner. And we're led to believe that this guy is a cop and he's going to bust him. But that's not what happens. And we'll come back to that because there's some time... Some stuff happens in between. We, we find out what happened to Buzz. And how the fuck does Buzz not get away from this old bastard? Right? Like, really? Yeah. Because he keeps stopping in the alleyway. To look back. Oh. Oh. Like he's out of breath and he just kind of stands there like, is that old guy going to come around the corner anytime yeah, soon? Because right? this trash stinks. <laughs> this is more Critter's territory than mine. I don't like Critter. <laughs> Speaking of old Critter. Uh, he's gotten picked up by the, the gold boot boys. They're like, Hey, like the sound of your tunes. Uh, why don't you come jam with us? And he's like, yeah, awesome. Finally, my big break. I'm going to be in a band. Nope. (laughs) Sure not critter. (laughs) This was kind of sad because the next cut to the next scene is the band on stage playing his song and and you're looking for him on stage and nope. They no, he's in the back. He's got a Star Trek shirt on. Uh, yes, he does. And uh, he, he's he's packing up old Terry. Uh-huh. He made a hundred bucks. Right. Right. At right, least but, he got paid money. Right, which is the first time ever. Uh, so here's where the money problem comes in because yes, they bought his song for a hundred dollars, and he wants to split it with Michelle. So he's down to fifty bucks, and she says the line, "Wow." Nobody's ever paid me 50 bucks before. What kind of money are you making? Because I understand inflation, but like beef stew costs 65 cents. That's, you know, if you're not making, you know, like three meals a day worth of money, like that's like two weeks worth of work, lady. 50 bucks. You know, you've never made 50. You're the number one go-go dancer. You're not even getting paid for handies back there. Right. Nobody gets paid except Leo. And then he's just like, yeah, sleep wherever. I went down to the pay and pack. That fridge is stuffed full of burritos. And there's a toaster oven right there. Go to town. Like when she when he pulled out that hundred dollar bill at the beginning of the movie and she says, 
I've never seen a hundred dollars before. I can understand that, but she's like a hundred dollar bill, but she's clearly seen and moved at least a hundred dollars in her life. I mean, it's ten dollars a week. That's all you gotta make. That's ten weeks. It's two months. You've you've made that. Not all at once. Yeah, okay, fine. Whatever. It's very the money just doesn't line up. Um and he's like, come with me. And she's like, uh, no, very like really dramatic dialogue here. It's it's pretty fucking nuts. I I don't even know if I can replicate it. It's great because Critter's like, no, I can't love you because you don't know my dark secret. What's your dark secret? I got drafted and I don't want to go. Right? Because <laughs> he hasn't the- dodged the draft yet. He's like the mo- It's like two months out. And she's like, oh, your dark secret is you're doing what everybody that got drafted did. Not want to go and then eventually go. Nice. Not a dark secret, Critter. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got the dialogue here, or at least some of it. Uh, she's like, Leo says I'm really going places just because he deals in dope. That doesn't tarnish me. Oh, that's what you think, baby. Tarnish isn't a strong enough word for what he'll do to you. Try corrode for size. <laughs> Go fuck off, both of you. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you got through freshman English, critter. <laughs> Uh, and then he goes outside and plays his sad song in the rain while we get side by side of Michelle doing go-go dancing. Oh, he's thinking of her. Poor critter. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually kind of impressed that he's able to pull off a post-production double exposure this good, to be right. honest, with everything <laughs> else that's happening. Because it's 16. This, I think he had one lens. I think this whole movie mm-hmm. is shot in 16 millimeter, and he probably only has a 45 or a 50 millimeter lens. And... That's it. And there was other shots that were outside that he was using to the uh, indoor balanced film stock because he couldn't get anything else. Right. So, yeah, like the, the, he was able to pull off a double exposure in post. This guy's got some fucking talent. Yeah, he does. Uh, sure. There. Yeah. Other than his writing and his choice in acting people and like not knowing what dancing looks like. The drugs, Justin, the drugs. Yeah, I know. It's, oh, it's, dude, God damn it, the drugs. They just fuck everything up. Including your beautiful mind. We'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, uh, Buzz brings this dude into the office. Uh, he's back. He's like, hey, Leo, you gotta meet this guy. He is cool as shit. I mean, first I was looking at him like, dude, why is this vacuum cleaner guy salesman following me but i got to know him a little bit you should check him out he is fucking rad and leo's like get this fucking guy out of here (laughs) and then in traditional old bag fashion Mm -hmm. he just starts talking about about nonsense yeah and leo's (laughs) just like what the fuck is this guy talking about buzz is like hey hey tell him what you told me well, once upon a time, my brother and I were walking along the river and we saw a snake and he got very scared of it, but I held him in my arms and later when he was an old guy like me, he said, thanks a lot for that day. You're a good brother. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And then he tells you how like life works for a little bit. And you're like, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that old guy, but thanks. And you don't realize the whole time he's selling you a vacuum. Right, right. But instead of a vacuum, this whole time he's been setting you up for like, oh, I'm going to pick the lock to your desk. And they're all amazed. And everybody else is like, 
Yeah, okay. All right, that's all right. I counted down, though, when he went to go pick the lock just to see if he actually did yeah, it he was like, in 10 I can, seconds. I can do it in 10 seconds, and the jail cell's much tougher. Yeah, he did it in like six. Yeah, he was pretty fast at lock picking. Uh, but uh, he's got a, he's got this job. There's a bunch of drugs or something. I don't know what that the L.A. County has got. And they put it in a jail cell instead of the evidence room. I don't know. It's 1968. Maybe we didn't have such a thing as evidence room. But I'm pretty sure we had evidence rooms back then. But it's in a jail cell. He's always in jail. He can get in jail pretty easy by getting real shit face and, I guess, going and picking a fight or something. I don't know. But he's going to get back in jail. He'll he'll do janitor duty, which then he can, like, go outside and tell Buzz, hey, come on in, man, dress like a bum or a janitor like me. Come in. We'll take out the trash. We'll break into that jail cell. Get that stuff, and you get on out of here with the drugs, and I'll just see you guys later. Uh, question. Why do they need this old coot? Because... For the lock picking. Yeah, but it also uh, just kind of seemed like he could just reach his hand through the bar and grab the bag because it was, like, right, right fucking yep, there. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, better question. Why does the old guy need these guys? Right? Right? He yeah. can just walk out with it himself and be fine. And this is where we have to discuss Harry Blass and his grand scheme, because we now know that he's just a drunk that gets thrown in the drunk tank so frequently that he lives half of his life in jail. Right. So he might as well be a cop. No. And he's, he's a crim- like he's a, a jailbird. That's not that's the farthest thing away from being a cop. He's hatched a plan to retire by stealing all of the drugs, and I guess he needs them to move the drugs for the money, and he he's only going to take 35000 for his part of it. Uh-huh. But he has pulled an FBI stakeout on these guys. Right. Like, he's done better detective work than most of the detectives. And, like, why do a stakeout? I mean, like... Does he just sit on random street corners and wait for drug deals to happen? Like, hey, good thing I'm picking this one up with my listening device because I just happen to be cruising by and there's a car with the hood open. Maybe that was like a sign. Maybe it's, I, I don't know, like, hey, here's where to buy drugs if there's two dudes with underneath a hood or something. I don't fucking know. Like, what do you, just go to him and be like, hey, dude, I, I am wanting to screw myself out of a lot of money. Here's a plan, but uh, like all this stakeout stuff, it's really weird. All right, I think it's we need ex- to have a field trip. Well, the three of us will go to L.A. Uh-huh. and we'll look for two men under a hood of a car, uh-huh. and we'll ask them for drugs. Maybe we should just see what happens. Maybe we should just put our hood up, and some guy comes up and he's like, "Hey, I'll, I'll, you know, let's do this." We're just like, "Okay, give us the drugs," and he's like, "You guys watch that goddamn." girl in gold boots didn't you yep sure did and then he slips us uh you know a kilo <laughs> or i don't know how much he's slipped i don't know anything about drugs <laughs> slips us a bottle of pills sure yeah, yeah. we end up there we're all just yelling it's hot and smoggy and then someone <laughs> shoots us <laughs> <laughs> ah shit <laughs> it's probably more realistic <laughs> what am i doing in south beach or not south beach at south park uh, South Park, L.A., believe it or not, is the mo- uh, the highest murder rate in all of L.A. right now is a place called South Park. Um, anyways, so they go in. The job goes pretty well, but I don't get this part because Harry is like, hey, come, dude, come meet this guy. This is Buzz. 
and it, Buzz is like visibly disturbed by meeting this guy in 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 prison. And he's like, "Why did you do that? I didn't want to meet anybody." He's like, "Yeah, that's my that's my security precaution because if, if you guys do anything to me, now I got a witness that you were involved." Okay, pretty smart, Harry. I was gonna beat the shit out of you to death, but now I can't because then I'll be you know I'll be I'll be found out. Good thinking. You're a smart man. No, I'm just gonna go ahead and kill you. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, and. <laughs> That you have that problem with the scene. My biggest problem is that he just piggybacks Buzz in, and the guards like extra guy, right. whatever. <laughs> what else? Oh, we got a janitor cloning system out there. Cool. <laughs> Make me a janitor. <laughs> I want a janitor for my house. Just hit the button. Have another janitor. <laughs> it it kind of does yeah, seem like a janitor's life is is very uh very cool in this movie, right? <laughs> Yeah. He's a very fucking cool janitors. Oh man. And they like the guard supervisor shows up and he's like, What the heck is that? And he just looks up and says, Oh, we got extra guys today. Yeah. And the supervisor's right. like, Oh, that's awesome. Hey, can you go outside See you and later. get more guys? There's just a pile of guys out there. Just get another guy. <laughs> and then Buzz gets out of there way too easily. Like, this is the most breakoutable jail that's ever been caught on film. I mean, they might as well have a ladder going over the fence. It's probably a high school. Yeah. Yeah. It's not actually prison, Jackie. <laughs> and that's the detention center uh, because they're in a scummy part of LA. Uh, so that, that, that whole heist is, is done. Good job, Danny Ocean. Uh, you suck compared to buzz. Uh, back at the club, Joni is having a discussion with Michelle about how she used to have such a pretty mind. My mind was so pretty. <laughs> you know what? It can't have been that pretty if she walked in there and got a job. <laughs> she like walked through that front door and said, I want to work here. It wasn't that pretty of a mind. I had the most prettiest mind of all the minds. And then she falls over her nodies. <laughs> and my favorite is that when Leo, Leo comes in, uh-huh. He's like, fuck it. She's done this before. She'll wake up yeah, on her own. She'll be fine. If not, we'll just roll her out with the trash in the morning. Yeah, we'll just t- stick her. The, we'll get the janitor to clean her up with a mop. <laughs> That's right. Uh, she does not die, though. She wakes up because that's how you cure her overdoses is you just wake up. No, you just dump coke on over her and it'll clean itself up. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what happened to her? Uh, she's in like eight people's noses. It's fine. And she's like, she's screaming, you get out of here, get out of here. And Leo's like, no, you get out of here. And she's like, I'm already out of here. (laughs) No, you're not. She has to be really fucking drunk in this scene. (laughs) That's all I can figure. Also, did you notice the giant horrendous pee stain on the roof? Uh huh. Like the leak stain behind her is like, ew, yuck. (laughs) You're like, where the hell is this? Is this the warehouse that the Playboy bunnies were supposed to audition in? Exactly. Might as well be. Uh, And so they go back to the office uh, for to place, you know, some nice more pool. And uh, Buzz is there with the deals done. And Critter comes in. He's like, hey, look, uh, I'm I'm not here about any of your guys' business. Uh, Michelle and I are just gonna go ahead and leave. And they're like, oh, hell no, you're not going anywhere, mister. Get over there. And then Critter proceeds to beat the shit out of three guys. When did that happen? 
Critter's good at fighting? Yeah. Well, that's, that's why they were going to put him in the army. No, they he, did that randomly back then. Yeah, that was it's a draft, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we only draft the guys that are good at fighting. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> they have fighting auditions for the army. Welcome to history as I kind of sort of remember <laughs> right? it. Right. But like he's he sings sad songs in the rain and and pines after his lovers. And now he's good at <laughs> beating the shit out of actual like hardened criminals. <laughs> Wow. They're not that hardened. Wow, they're harder than him. Yeah, maybe. Well, I'm going to burn a question right now. Mm-hmm. Why in the hell did they even go in there? Right? Like, why not just say, okay, look, OD'd ladies in the other room. Yeah, I think this is a little much. Let's bail. Yeah, like, just get your tube top and let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then. I know you're fast at packing bags, so. Yeah, and then uh, Critter's like, but. I've got two now. I've got a seek one one and this bright neon green mm-hmm. one. Which one do I take? Right. I've only got room for one on the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And he was really going in there to be like, hey, guys, which tank top looks better on me? Ah. <laughs> a little fashion advice. Yeah. All right. But he calls the police, and I guess that's all wrapped up. Uh, then they cut to them being married uh, and him going to the army, and he's headed to Nam. But first, they got to have a little beach dancing fest. Which looked really weird. Uh, yeah, she's just twitching around. It looks like she's trying to hold a banana in between her knees. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you don't ever see her legs in any of these shots, right? It's just her upper body. So she's like, got to hold on to this banana. I've never... Oh, God, somebody put butter on it. Oh, man. What a, what a, like a. <laughs> I was just about, and Sam has fallen out of the chair. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. Uh, I was, you know, it's a, it's a metaphor, Jackie, for what's happening uh, with him headed to to Nam because it's all fun and games until you got a banana stuck between your knee, which I'm pretty sure is how Bob Woodward described uh, the whole Vietnam experience. It was, it was America's banana between our knees. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bruise it was the a banana. Real fuck fest. <laughs> a breaking point for this country. <laughs> concrete, concrete. Walter Cronkite is like, well, thank God nobody put an Oreo between their elbows. <laughs> what? Can you even do that? Can we go get some Oreos so I can try it? No, Jackie! Cronkite said that would be not good for America, so don't do that. Okay. We've already crossed the banana bridge, so let's just stick with that for now. Anyway, later this banana disappears in the middle of the dance. And they're like, the end. Yeah, the end. Where'd that banana go? You know, I I think things have not wrapped up here real great, guys. This one does not wrap itself up nicely. So who wants to ask some questions? First question. Is Harry dead? I think so. Yeah, dude. I think he brained him in that cell. Yeah, with a tire iron. I don't think you get brained with a tire iron and make it. And they put you a big might. goose bump on his head. So you would know that he got hit in the head. Right? Yeah, no. I don't think you can get brained with a tire iron and be okay. I think Harry's dead as fuck. Either that or he's okay. now uh, a permanent janitor there. Because he's well, his a name is Ben. Mm, that's not cool. Mm, yeah. 
His name is Harry Blast, so now if he's dead, he's Harry Blasted. <laughs> That's <is> so bad. <laughs> I liked it. Damn it. Um, so everybody's going to jail, right? And Harry's, or I, uh, I think Buzz is getting pinned for killing Harry, which was not what he was supposed to do. Like, my point is, is that the end all be all? Like, is that the mistake that causes everybody to go to jail? Like, what if he hadn't killed Harry? Would Critter have even really given a shit? He just would have been like, well, I don't think I want to be a janitor anymore. I'm getting out of here. But no, he calls the cops because these guys are fucking murderers. And then you look at Harry and you're like, well. Yeah. And like this whole time, Leo's like, you know what, Buzz? You're a fucking idiot. You don't do any of the thinking around here. And that's a good thing because you're fucking stupid. So let me do all the fucking thinking. And Buzz, our, Buzz is like kind of like been our like. Guy that we've been following around that we think we're going to have an interesting plot line, but now he's getting shit on. So maybe Buzz isn't stupid and something he's going to have to prove himself. But no, Buzz is just fucking dumb as fuck. He gets school. He is. He's always freelancing, too. All right. Buzz's character arc. Isn't it's pretty one direction. Like it's it's like the family tree that doesn't have any branches. Buzz's character arc pretty much is a flat line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll ask the big question. Does she wait for him? Oh, it, at nom. He, well, no, but, uh, if she did, she, he, she'd be waiting forever because I, I don't think he's coming back. Ooh. Dark I, stuff, man. It's, it's nom. It sucked. I thought you said there were bananas and Oreos there. No, that's a, a metaphor because, you, it's a bad thing to have a banana between your knees. It's bad. Did you see what she was doing with the banana between her knees? We don't want that. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fuck that. Uh, now Vietnam blue ass. And so, and I don't think he's got a guitar, Sam. All the guitar guys in any movie don't come back from Nam. Elvis did. Elvis did go to Nam. That's true. <laughs> USO isn't the same thing. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, no, he's not coming back. And no, she does not wait for him. And also, her life dream was to be a go-go dancer. She's still got plenty of time on those legs. Like, get your ass back in the go-go dancing world, lady. It can't be all this shitty. You know, try Vegas. Yeah, you're there anyway. Atlantic City. Uh, That's a ways away. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, little cat or uh, ass gasser grass you know mm, get yeah. your way across america get involved with some uh uh shirtless sweaty guy that jackie likes uh chris christopherson he'll take oh, you there yeah no oh. i'm getting trucking truck. yeah go ahead uh i've got a really important question mm -hmm. who would win in a mermaid flopping contest okay all right Joni or michelle mermaid flopping contest yeah you're like a a, a you know, half fish, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they tie your legs up in saran wrap because mm -hmm. they can't actually afford like a mermaid tail. Right. Sure, sure, okay. Sure. So, what's more important in this contest, grace or vigor? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go definitely with vigor because you know you want a, a mermaid that you know could sell. Uh, so then, Joni, because Joni has some of the most furious convulsions that I've ever seen on yeah. film, and she's clearly had a lot more drugs in her system. 
So eventually she is going to OD and then just start spasming. And people will be like, whoa, she's going to town. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Dying, actually. <laughs> but that's some sweet moves, lady. You are one hell of a floppy mermaid. <laughs> so, yeah, Joni. Okay, I guess that wraps up I, questions. Uh, nope, I have nope, one okay. really big question left. Uh-huh, please, 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 please. Does Marty ever get that stuff out from underneath his fingernail that he's been working on for the entire film? <laughs> he needs a toe spoon. Uh, that's that. There should be a whole. We should have a prequel for this movie about Marty and his fingernails. <laughs> okay, final recommendations. Uh, I'm gonna go first. Uh, sadly, this is a great time. This is a total do if you have a bad movie podcast because it is great material for bad movie podcasting. But I can't give it a, a do on just a regular watch. This shit stinks. This movie is bad. So what about the Rift Tracks version? Because we that, didn't that's watch what that. I, that's what I would say. It's not Rift Tracks. It's MST3K. So I would say do with that but we don't i don't know if it's a good episode or not because i've never seen it but i i can't recommend this by yourself jackie oh sam it's your pick jackie so you go last. i pretty much will mirror that uh i would say that the seasoned listeners of the podcast yeah go ahead yeah it's it's a good time uh if you're dipping your toes into the bad movie water do it with mystery science theater mm-hmm, mm-hmm. jackie I really liked it. Okay. I'm going to give That's it a fine. do, even without uh, riff tracks, because I was just super entertained at the weird cuts and the dialogue that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and I really like Dastardly Dan. I don't know what his name is. Sam keeps saying it, but I like Dastardly Dan. Marty. Marty, Marty with his eyebrows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's worth showing up almost just for the bathtub that drives itself, yeah. kind of. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough call because I did really like it and I had a lot of fun with it. But I just if I think if we give a due to this, we it's pretty much like you got to give a due to everything, including like the incredibly strange creatures that turned out to be mix up zombies and fucking uh, uh, secret agent super dragon. I mean, just all that fucking MST3 beast of yucca flats, all that all that crap. That's real crap. I think that this is movie is real crap, but it's a lot of it's fun crap for me. But I, I think even like six years ago when we started this podcast, I would have just been like flat out. Nope, don't do it. Don't do it at all. It's stuck. It stinks. But now that I have seen every single bad movie ever, uh, I'm like, yeah, I personally like this movie, but I don't think anybody else does. So I don't know. It's a weird call. It's it's a, it's a do advanced class. Don't otherwise. Yeah. I think my mom would watch this movie on a bottle of wine. Yeah, sure. And probably be like, ah, did with, you see that? With Quaaludes. She had like one pube. <laughs> yeah. Quaaludes and, you know, she'd start twerking all over the place. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's your podcast for this week, guys. Uh, we Next week, it's my pick. Uh, we are going to go with another MST3K classic, uh, Tracks of the Moon Beast, that is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. So, is this uh, a space movie? No, it's a monster movie. Um, you should know that by now, Jackie. It's the Moon Beast. It's a creature feature. Um, so that's on Amazon Prime. Check that out. We'll see what happens with that because I have not seen it. I don't think Sam's seen it. I don't think Jackie's seen it. Nope. Um, 
rolling the dice. Um, we will also have a uh, a Wednesday episode. I don't know if we're going to call them Coronasodes. Uh, pr- probably next week on that, too, because I've got some uh, tales from the Baywatch to regale you all with. Ha-ha! Finished season six yesterday, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Shop at Macy's and love me tonight. Dragon Pendant. No. Weird, Jackie. Yeah, the listeners are going to know about that. (laughs) The Dragon Pendant that I want from Macy's. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a great week. Get to the chopper. Fans of Stinker Madness. iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness. And email us at talk at We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper.